and those were the initial challenges that we had and of course funding always remains a big challenge how do we go about this who who would help build such a platform where would we get volunteers to come and uh help us design and develop content for the platform so those were definitely the early challenges ISN would like to acknowledge Trevere for their support of this special WCN 21 series of the ISN Global Kidney Care podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ISN Global Kidney Care podcast. Um, so I've got Roberto here with me, and we've got a special guest. Roberto, would you like to do the introductions? Well, my pleasure. And um, I, I agree with you that, that our guest today is very special. A uh, big friend of mine, Dr. Tusha Bakarajani, uh, who um, has been, um, I mean, his history with um, ISN uh, is mixed with the history of the education activities of the society. Um, Tusha is, is a clinical professor at the clinic, uh, Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine. Um, and um, a director of global nephrology in Cleveland, Ohio. Not so far away from where I am uh, living today, right? To share just across the border. Welcome and thanks for um, chatting with us today. Thank you, Roberto and Smita. This is this has been wonderful. I mean, it's it's good to good to get connected again after WCN. This is great. Yeah, this is this is actually our last uh, episode of the series dedicated to WCN. It's been really interesting to talk to different people about what uh, they spoke at the WCN, and uh, it was it was really a fantastic opportunity to um, you know to just discuss some some highlights of that congress. Uh, how did you think that the WCN went this year, Tushin? Was WCN this was smooth? It was just phenomenal. I think uh, it, it 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 was virtual, yes, but it was very well planned. I think the sessions were very well attended. I think overall, for me, it was a treat. I mean, absolute absolute pleasure attending those sessions. Well, Tushi, especially because that was the end of your term as a chair of the education working group. You've been involved in the in the activities of the of this work group since the beginning, um, which was probably like a very interesting experience to you, Ray. Yes. Oh gosh, you 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 you've just tickled my memories now here. Uh, it, it has been such a such a long time a great journey with uh, with a lot of people i learned so many things it's been just wonderful but of course this wcn with my uh tenure coming to an end as as a chair of the education working group really was a bittersweet moment i mean something that uh was was very satisfying to see that uh where we started as a group uh, almost 10, 11 years ago and where we have reached and the potentials and, and more competent people than me like you taking over. I think that's that's even more fulfilling. So this 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 was 
uh, a special year for me, definitely. And Tushar, you touched on um, you being there from the beginning and continuing through this period of change into our virtual world, you know, World Congress. Um, what would you say were the biggest challenges during that period and have you overcome them? First and foremost, to get the concept uh, and, and develop that when, when we first started, is that was more of a concept in those days, uh, in early 2010, 2011, could ISN pick up the challenge and, and provide a, a platform for the international community that was much needed, and, and it's still needed, but, but at that time, building something where it would have easy access, offer easy access to people, uh, it would provide peer-reviewed uh, material for people to refer to and learn from. Uh, and, and, and again, the uh, platform to use, what kind of uh, web platform to use so that it makes it easy for people to get what they want. And those were the initial challenges that we had. And of course, funding always remains a big challenge. How do we go about this? Who, who would help build such a platform? Where would we get volunteers to come and uh, help us design and develop content for, for platforms? So those were definitely the early challenges. Uh, we worked through those. I think it was a great effort from a lot of uh, leaders before, of course, uh, and uh, people that I worked with. And, and eventually things started developing and to the point where we now saw a state-of-the-art virtual World Congress uh, in 2021. I mean, I think uh, it, it, it certainly was an eye candy for me. <laughs> You're obviously talking about the ISN Academy, the uh, online learning platform that started some years ago. Yes, um, yes, and, absolutely. Um, yeah. I guess, what is it, about uh, almost 10 years ago? Uh, 2011. Yes, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So we're celebrating 10 years of ISN Academy, the online learning platform. And it started as a, as a collection of just lectures here and there, right? Yes, so it, it started in 2011. Uh, and, and if I remember correctly, uh, Sarla Niker was the education committee chair. So in those days, it was an ISN education committee, which I think down the road got changed as we changed our governance policies. And essentially, we are the working group. So it, it, it became an ISN education working group. But yeah, in those days, it was on a free platform. Uh, I, I think uh, the platform was called Joomla. And, and had very limited resources, very limited uh, capabilities of uh, adding things and making things interesting. And, and it was more of a, a repository, I would say, where we would collect PowerPoint slides from various ISN meetings, CME meetings, or presentations at different uh, uh, world congresses and just put it up as a PowerPoint slide without any audio. So. Imagine that, trying to flip through slides, no audio, trying to imagine what the speaker is 
would have said on those slides and 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 then try to gather some knowledge out of it so if you have no concept about the topic then you're completely lost right i mean it's it's boring and then that's how this uh portal got started it was not even called isn academy actually it was called isn education and 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 if you go back and uh talked to the admin staff uh, and i think after dr sarla naiker i think it was david harris who took over from her and he was very particular that isn education should be in italics so if if any time we communicated on email and if isn education was not on italics he would reply isn education should be in italics <laughs> so that isn education eventually I think was renamed, and now we have ISN Academy, which has a real good ring to it. it. I think it's it's glamorous, right? ISN Academy. Yeah, it certainly gives it the feel of a of yes. an institution that's capable of delivering any sort of education uh, relevant to its members. Um, so that was how it started, and and it's a different beast now, isn't it? I mean, the the breadth of topics that come out of the of the academy um, is huge. So how do you decide what the topics are? You know, do you have a structure that's available now? How do you decide what the academy is going to do? <laughs> So, so this is this is all being uh, a process that we've learned, we've evolved, and and yes, we use the right term. Now it's a beast. It's absolutely a beast. And I think if you ask the uh, the headquarter administrators who are who have supported this, helped us work through this uh, these challenges, I think uh, they would completely agree. I mean, it 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 it. it when it started i mean uh there was only the the isn education portal was essentially uh a two people show i mean there was one person from the headquarters and i was appointed as uh or i was tasked or i i volunteered rather not tasked but i was volunteered i i volunteered to become the inaugural editor of as an education and 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 then i would use the uh, isn committees uh, committee members to help me out with the content selection and it would all depend on who's available what what was possible with the limited uh, uh, resources that we had for the platform and 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 then from there we started brainstorming things as to okay what's possible and i think the first interesting thing that we eventually started was the webinar series and the webinar series is really now the most popular content on isn academy and and so that that really uh, helped us get the exposure the the the, the audience traffic onto the website which really increased after that so that was that 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 was one major change i can recollect uh in in, in my 3 4 years i think 4 years as as the editor of that isn academy and uh, eventually i think we moved on to a better platform which gave us more flexibility it gave us more opportunities to build our own content 
now I think this has become, as you rightly said, it's a beast. It literally is a beast. So we, we have an entire working group. We have so many people putting their heads together. So besides the committee, the chair, deputy chair, uh, and the committee members, we now have uh, an editor. And I think re- uh, last year we added a team of specialized subject editors who I think there's six of them. So it's it's really become a big team, which which is well supported by by the admin staff, and and that really has helped build all kinds of contents. And, and we are, I think, moving on into the next phase where where we should be able to categorize it uh, and and have a a, a clear uh, roadmap moving forward for. To, to, to improve it even in, in, in from where we are. So, so certainly this has been a great, great journey. Well, to share, you know, circling back to the WCN, what you described in terms of the evolution of the um, development and display of educational content uh, through the ISN Academy history has laid the foundation for, you know, the increase in demands caused by the global pandemics, right? Absolutely, (laughs) I was here here thinking about this, you know, last year, about this time of the year, um, or earlier in the year, right before people were starting to organize their trips to Abu Dhabi, to the WCN 2020, Mm-hmm. We uh, we heard the decision of the society to just um, cancel the Congress. And in a way, um, the foundations that were present because of the work you described offered the opportunity of really taking advantage of the, let's say, the scientific organization of the Congress to just you know, move ahead with the recording of most of the talks according to the planning and then everything being offered at the ISN Academy. Isn't that that the way that things are? I mean, all material from the WCN last year is available now in the Academy too, right? So, yes, I mean, I, I, I think we had transitioned in a very timely manner. So we had transitioned into a more robust platform that we have now for our academy that allows us to do all kinds of uh, content building on the website. And and because we had already transitioned, the pandemic, yes, of course, we all missed the face-to-face interaction in Dubai, right? That was that was uh, the 20... Uh, WCN in Dubai, which, uh, of, of course, I was looking forward to, uh, and I'm sure everyone else was looking forward to. But with the pandemic, plans had to be changed, and plans were changed pretty quickly. And, and uh, we were able to adapt and, and, and use this platform so effectively that we not only had the talks recorded and of course, we went through with the, with the uh, release of those stocks as a, as a, a, on, on a weekly basis. And, and at the same time, we were able to also bring in an up-to-date information about uh, COVID and how individual countries were dealing with it, their individual experiences that helped us communicate and help each other 
uh, to to uh, face the challenge, right? I mean, and 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 certainly that 2020 was a big leap year for the academy. And I think that's that's where we saw fine tuning of all the all, all all the elements that are required, and 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 certainly made made things uh, much easier. I mean, it was difficult, yes, in in a way, but but because of the past activities, it it made it easier for us to transition in in twenty twenty. Yeah, you certainly got that feeling. So much changed in 2020, but the ISN was able to keep up. And um, as a result of the foundations from the ISN Academy, which obviously culminated in that ability to do a fully virtual World Congress of Nephrology. So now that we're here, how do you see things playing out? next year or the year after because we do hope that the pandemic will come to an end um how does this lay the scene for the future i appreciate yeah, that down think, <laughs> sure yes i mean f- future is always bright right i mean you always have to plan for future you cannot just stay in the glory of the past right i mean past is past it, it lays the foundation but then you have to start thinking about future and 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 future for ISN Academy, I mean, at least from my perspective, the, where we started and where we are now, I think we have become a unique platform, a very unique platform that caters to the international community. That's that's uh, certainly a big, big, big plus, which I think uh, none of the other, uh, at least the nephrology professional societies have offered. We have a platform that offers uh, training uh, opportunities and uh, learning opportunities in different languages. So that is, again, a big plus. And, and we have evolved into uh, a centerpiece for ISN, I think, uh, that everything that, that ISN does is now uh, integrated with ISN Academy. And, and we can use ISN Academy not only showcase all the ISN activities, but also help uh, learners, whether they are novice or whether they are experts, to, to come and get the more up-to-date information and, and, and use it moving forward to not only build on this uh, educational uh, activities in, in, in different formats. I mean, the, the, the new learner has 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 a different way of learning. There's no longer people depend on textbooks. You you have small bites. You have different uh, activities that people love to do to learn. I mean, so webinars was one op- option, but well, one content. But now we have e-curriculums. We have podcasts. We have um, uh, interactive. Uh, um, a, a certain through the social media t- team, we have interactive uh, puzzles and quizzes. So, so yes, a lot of uh, different ways in which the learner can get information. At the same time, this is this platform is also being used to promote uh, research that the ISN gets involved with various uh, clinical trials, uh, the CKD cohort studies, and, and, and of course, uh, collaborations with different professional organizations. That has been a, a, a huge development. And, and finally, of course, the third arm of uh, ISN, which is 
advocacy. Uh, again, uh, ISN Academy plays a big role in 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 in, in bringing in uh, CKD awareness and and uh, helping different countries and different regions uh, build policies tailored to their needs. So uh, I think moving moving forward, there are lots of opportunities to to build on where we are right now. It, it would be interesting to see where we are in the next ten years. Of where we will be in the next ten years. Well, Tushar, I, I I think it would be impossible to to end this conversation without mentioning uh, the Roscoe Robinson Award that you just received during the WCN. I imagine how uh, happy you are uh, with this uh, recognition, very well deserved recognition, based on your. You know, the work you dedicated to education, not only at the academy, but also at your institution, the Cleveland Clinic, and other institutions that you've been through, and also some of your activities in your main uh, professional focus, which has been intervention on nephrology. So what, what do you think is the importance of the award for you, for people around you, and for, you know, for the whole message around education in nephrology. Thank you, Roberto. I mean, yes, I mean, this award that I received uh, certainly is, is a huge honor. It was a big surprise. Uh, I'm definitely humbled. But I see it as a recognition of the entire education committee. It's, it's not just the work that I did alone. It's, it's, it's a teamwork. And, and it, it's, it's a teamwork that really has uh, the, the objective behind that is to build in awareness, to bring in more interest in this field of nephrology, to ultimately help our patients, right? So that's, that's the ultimate uh, motive behind the, uh, the, the teaching that we all love to do, right? My, my other activities, my other uh, activities, which again are very dear and near to me about uh, teaching about dialysis vascular access. I mean, I cannot just not say about it, anything about it, right? So the dialysis vascular access, uh, when I started, I felt it was being treated like a stepchild. Uh, we had so many things in nephrology that we would focus on. We would focus on AKI, we would focus on glomerular nephritis, we would focus in, in, in the developing countries. I and mean, when I was training in India, the focus would be on infectious disease and AKI and tropical nephrology and, and, and vascular access, which is actually a key to how we provide patients uh, dialysis, right? How, how, whether it's in the ICU setting or whether it's in the chronic setting, I mean, vascular access is key. And, and we had just relegated that responsibility to other specialists who would look at it with a completely different perspective. Uh, and, and, and so I thought it was best that we as nephrologists started recognizing the importance of vascular access, help our patients by taking care of these vascular accesses ourselves. And, and so that's, that's how I thought I could, I could uh, bring in awareness in, in, in with, with my juniors, with my trainees, and then extend it further to all my international colleagues. And, and, ISN gave me a wonderful platform where I could use it to 
train people and educate people in different parts of the world. And, and uh, certainly with this kind of recognition, anyone who receives this Roscoe Robinson Award, I mean, that's, that's uh, an honor, of course, but at, at the same time, it motivates that person to continue doing uh, the good deed, right? Gosh, it's amazing all that you've done. Um, if there are aspiring nephrologists out there who would like to follow your footsteps, uh, what advice would you give them? How do they um, start their interaction with the ISN Academy? Um, you know, what's the way in, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, so ISN has been obviously a, a, a huge player in 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 my career growth. Definitely, I mean, I, I just cannot imagine myself to be without the support that I received from ISM. Uh, and, and for anyone who is interested in interacting with ISM, if you are a fellow right now, then it's easy. It's a free membership. I think you should join in and become a member and, and, and reach out to whatever your special interest is. So reach out to the work groups or committee members and, and express your interests. That's that's how I actually started. So when I started, I, I reached out to Sarnaikar. I sent her an email. I didn't know who she was. I wanted to be in education. I just sent an email out and I said, I'm interested. Uh, is there any way I can contribute? Can I can I volunteer in anything? And, and she responded with an email saying, you can join us as a guest member at our next meeting. And, and I joined in and she said, she offered me if I could, I would be interested in becoming a member of the education committee. And, and that's how I started. And, and then every opportunity, once you are, once you are in committee or once you start interacting with people, you can start building your network. And, and once you build your network, you will know opportunities are there. Uh, grab the opportunity and and don't hesitate. Take the risk. Take take some extra hard put put in some extra hard work, and the rest will all fall in place. I mean that's that's how it happened for me. And I think if you keep a positive outlook, I think it should happen that with anyone who's interested. So ISN is one place where where I think you will find lots of people eager to help, eager to collaborate, eager to network. And, and, and ISN needs help from each and every member uh, who can offer that help. So, Ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Vakarajani. Uh, Tushar, thank you so much for sharing um, uh, this um, memories and your thoughts and insights with us today. It's been, a, to me, a, in particular, a great pleasure to have worked shoulder to shoulder with you over the last two years. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to continuing uh, the interaction with you. And, um, and I hope you, you, you have great plans for the future uh, regarding things that you can do in, uh, in terms of education and other uh, opportunities of collaborating with ISN. Thank, thank you, Roberto. Thank you, Smita. I mean, it's for me. It's been a great pleasure, and and, and I am looking forward to more more interactions with everyone and and continuing to contribute to ISN. ISN would like to acknowledge Trevere for their support of this special WCN 21 series of the ISN Global Kidney Care Podcast. 